This is HNN. Good evening. This is HNN. The Hollow Table News Network is you are not even remotely close to around the clock Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, reactions, reviews, theory crafting, and more source. I'm Sir Georges, your host, and today we're joined by my distinguished co host, Celiac Sarah. How are you? I am good. Good. We've got four headlines. Mm-hmm. Two of them are new kit reveals, mm-hmm. next set of Jabba requirements, and then I am leaving the podcast. Mm-hmm. I, sad. It is sad. I just don't know if I can fit it into my schedule anymore and might be quitting the game soon, so don't want to make those happen at the same time. Right. I, at least for now, don't have the motivation or energy for the game enough to be part of a podcast for it. Mm-hmm. Which is understandable. We, we can talk about that first. Yeah. You want to talk about it? Sure. Basically, now in my life, I new job that's very busy. Mm-hmm. And between juggling that and family making the time to play the game has been hard let alone not feel like it's a chore like mm-hmm. i'm being forced to play the game a lot of it is the time issue because i mean with the even with the new datacrons and conquest has been a big pain yeah for me. like how many battles do you think you do a day for conquest you, you go all the way. I go all the way. I do minimum three refreshes a day, plus whatever natural energy accumulates, which I think you only get five or six battles naturally. Um, 25 battles a day, maybe? Easily. Yeah. Easily, yeah. And and I space it out. Like, I do it morning, mid-afternoon, evening. Like, I don't do it all in one, sure, sure. one chunk which I know a lot of people do because exactly what you said, where they're busy through the day. Right. So they have to do it all in one session. So 25 battles. Mm-hmm. They're five minute battles. I don't, how long do you think you take per battle? Um, it depends on if I'm winning or timing out. So like earlier, like you and I were messaging and I was timing out on a 10 minute battle and I started timing out when the timer said nine minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> so like, <laughs> yes. um, yeah. So you're spending uh, per battle. At least two and a half minutes. It's at so least. Yeah. Yeah. It's at least two and a half. Cause some of them are 30 seconds, but then some of them you, you spend the whole battle and then you time out. So that's an hour and a half each day that mm-hmm. you're spending on conquest. Mm-hmm. Just in the battles, not, not even counting the brain thinking time right. where you've got to strategize the teams to come up with, right? go through the squad selection screens. Mm-hmm. So that's an if, hour you and swap, a half. if you swap mods. Right. An hour and a half like for conquest. Territory battles. Mm-hmm. Territory war. Mm-hmm. Grand arena, which mm-hmm. it's hard not to stress over. Like you want to win. Yeah. And it's, I feel like Grand Arena takes a little bit more planning now with Datacrons. Yes. Yes. 
Grand Arena is 20 battles mm-hmm. on 5v5, give or take. And then more than that for the 3v3. Mm-hmm. Which So that takes at least an hour and a half because the same amount of battles. And I, I, I don't know about you, but I bet you think more about those battles and strategize who you're going to take in. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, 3v3, not so much because um, I've embraced this new winging it philosophy for 3v3, <laughs> which makes it way more fun, can I just say. Um, it, it takes the stress out. You're just kind of like, I'm, yeah, anyway. Um, but, but 5v5, 100%, I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, I need to do this team here and this team here. And if that fails, then I have this team for a backup. And like, right. yeah. Right. I thought I could coast in Grand Arena. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I thought I can just coast. I don't have to stress about it. But then it's hard to win that way. Right. And so now I've dropped all the way to Kyber 4 when I was in Kyber 1 most of the time that it's been out. Right. I'm like, okay, I need to win this many to get back to Kyber 1. And then I tried to do it for a week, and it was just so much time, and I don't have that to spend. Mm-hmm. So even though I enjoy the game, it's definitely also a bit too repetitive. Mm-hmm. That You know, we've been doing it for seven years. Yeah. Six years, however long. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And how many years since we've gotten a new territory battle? Um, Four? We, three? It's uh, Light Side came out in June of 2020, I believe. Okay. So just Light Side Geo? Yeah. Two, three. Mm-hmm. And then a new real raid besides the challenge rancor right because that was just a hypercharged rancor right essentially and in that one it's very limited on what you can do when they mm-hmm. made it every two percent it's amping up its damage and speed mm-hmm. so i don't know how much theory crafting is out there but most of it's for phase one and it's hard to do much in the other phases which isn't fun for me. Mm-hmm. So I think that's mostly it, just the time it requires to be competitive in the game now. Yeah, it is a lot of time. And it's not like the time spent is going into uncharted territory. It's mm-hmm. just fighting the same teams day in and day out, the same conquest battles. And it's, I get, I don't know if I've changed or the game's changed or it's just been too repetitive for too long, but I'm getting pretty tired of it. That is understandable. Um, I'm curious. So, sure. Because uh, Crumb hinted on Friday, he, he was on the Escape podcast and he hinted that the road ahead is coming in September. Um, and he hinted that there's going to be, pve some pve 
content announcement. I do it. like that. I do like PVE. So I, I'm curious if that will, it, depending what it is, of hopefully, course, hopefully, if that would like reignite. Uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. I I do like PVE. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to play at least till then. And yeah, I'll try to play at least till then. Because I mean, it doesn't. Right now, I get my tickets in, mm-hmm. try to do the guild stuff, and just not sweating the grand arena and conquest. I, it's too repetitive for me to do all the refreshes. Mm-hmm. You have to have like a well. And this goes into you saying about it being repetitive. Like for for me, I have a very methodical way of doing it. And it involves doing the exact same thing in the exact same order every time I do a refresh. So like for this one, for instance, the first one I do is a first order battle, full first order team. And then I do a full resistance team. And then I go through each sector and I do one of the 14 wins. And then, you know what I mean? And you just kind of, and I follow that cycle every time I do a refresh. Um, So yeah, I can understand what you mean by that. Because it is, it is repetitive. You do the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. I, I, back in the day, I didn't think you could get enough Star Wars content. Mm-hmm. But now I, I would enjoy going back to only thinking about like that one hour of day, crappy squad arena, getting your crystals there. Right. And then the raids and tbs tws each week mm-hmm. they just happen every couple days instead of moving everything to like grand arena and then right. having i mean there's just so much to keep track of mm-hmm. and to keep competitive that you have to now do like with squad arena you just had to, i i hated the whole mechanic and how it worked but at least you got crystals and you only had one squad you had to worry about right only a couple different team comps you had to fight. But now with the Grand Arena, in order to stay competitive, you have to complete 20 battles mm-hmm. just to do a full clear. Take so much more strategy and involvement. Right. And that's just one of many game modes now, like Conquest, all the challenges. Just too much, just too mm-hmm. much. Like with the datacrons, and that was a big signal for me that I think my my enjoyment of the game has dipped below a good level. Was with datacrons. I didn't even. It wasn't until our last episode, I think, mm-hmm. that I had to felt like I needed to open up datacrons and actually interact with them right and and like i had them in at least a month yeah at least past the first that first wave of datacrons right the first set before i even interacted with them at all opened Mm -hmm. up that tab um i do not like datacrons (laughs) i have realized i tried to kind of like toe the line with them and, and, and see how they would work and i just found that i don't enjoy like I feel like I'm going to interact with them because they're there and you have exactly what you said it's so much work to stay competitive and stay 
where you are. So you have to do it essentially. Um, But like just knowing I was, I was, they did the Datacron Q&A and they had kind of buried this in there in the Q&A where they talk about the level nine modifiers on Datacrons (laughs) and they're weighted. So, so so they don't say how they're weighted, but they essentially say that some are more likely to roll than others. So there's like a rare level nine and like, so you could exactly. Yeah. The options. And they burn like it's flat. It's in there. You can go look at the Q and a it's right in there, but it's kind of buried. So if you just skim it and it's such a short little line that you could easily skim past it. Um, and when, once I saw that, I was like, well, that's kind of annoying because you could theoretically get really lucky and roll the like rare one right away. Right. Or you could not, and then spend your reroll mats, spend your reroll mats and just keep chasing this thing that you like might not, and just waste all your reroll mats on it. Um, and that was like kind of the moment for me where I was like, I will engage with them because I have to, but I'm not going to bend over backwards to chase the optimal build because if it's not happening, it's not happening. Like I got bad RNG this time or whatever. Um, and that has made it a little bit better, but it's still one of those things. I'm like, I don't like these. Yeah. So that means they don't list it as rare. Right. But in the game, they say has a chance to roll one of these two or three. You know, one or two of them are better than the others. Mm-hmm. But behind the scenes, it could be seventy percent chance what the developers think is the worst right. one is what you'll get. Right. Not communicating to us that one of these other two is better, and therefore we've made it a more rare chance. That's messed up. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so like in set one for the level nine rebels, you could get wedge, you could get Mon Mothma, you could get CLS. Uh-huh. I kept re-rolling and I kept getting only wedge or Mon Mothma. I was chasing for CLS. And I was like, oh yeah. I was so mad. I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like the amount of re-rolls I've done and I didn't get it. And then when I did get it, I actually built a new level nine from scratch. And that's the one that rolled CLS on the first go. So I had already wasted all of these reroll mats on a level nine wedge datacron that I still have, <laughs> but like it never rolled a CLS option at all for me. So because I haven't paid attention or tried to mess with datacrons, how do you build them up? Um, so I resources you need. I build them to level three. And what I like to do, because you get so many datacrons through like the actual datacron itself through conquest now that I just roll them all to level three. And then I see which ones have the level three ability that I want. So I kind of work backwards and, or I guess it's kind of like a little bit forwards and a little bit backwards. Um, I roll them to level three to see which ones they have. And then I, based off which ones I like, I decide what um datacron i would like it to ideally go towards so there was one that worked out nicely for a possible sift one and i was like okay so i'll take this to level six and hope that it rolls sift not night sisters which it did and then once it rolls what i want it to at that level i will take it to level nine to get the character because 
once you can take it to the level nine character, so this is actually a perfect example. So say it's level six and it rolls Sith, but it's mm -hmm. not a Sith one that you want. You want a different Sith Sith ability or whatever. If you re-roll it right away, you also have the ability to pull a Night Sister one because you haven't gone all the way up to level nine. So if you go to level nine to the Sith character, lock it in at that, then you re-roll level six, it will only pull Sith abilities. Because the final nine Because the final one has is locked. To be who it is. Yeah. And then you can re-roll if you want to re-roll level nine for whatever one you can. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of how I go about it. And the then it, what about the, the resources though, it's been different every set because they've been changing them. So set one, it was whatever it was. And then set two, they were like, oh, well, we'll add some more to the conquest drops. Um, but then they took away the reroll materials out of the conquest path. The, if you buy the pass, they took those mm -hmm. away. Um, and then in this set, they added that day, those few days where we got the bonus drops. Yeah. But they limited the reroll abilities in Conquest. So you can only really get reroll abilities in Sector 5, Sector 4 and Sector 5, I believe. And even then, like, it very rarely drops. Um, and and in, they, in removed, they removed reroll level, like the level nine reroll mats. They removed those out of the Datacron store for shard shop currency. So you can't even buy them. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're tweaking the economy because they're still in flux with how they want yeah, to do figuring it. figuring out how they want it to be. And like, so to give you a perspective, I do the three refreshes every single day in Conquest. And the majority of the time, those refreshes are on Datacron nodes because my roster is built that I can take advantage of that. That's what I was going to ask. So in, in Conquest, yeah, the only time that you'll get either Datacron materials or Datacrons mm -hmm. is from that bonus battle at the end right. of the sector. Right. And you have to just repeatedly play that one battle. Yep. Not helping you get stars on any of the other nodes. Correct. So if you have to be, if you have to go back and do cleanup, you're taking away from your data cron refresh. So it puts pressure on you to be more efficient going through the sectors so you don't have to clean up later on. Um, you can farm the feats on the data cron nodes, which is great. That is helpful. Sure. Which is helpful. But like, so to put it in perspective, I took that, I took my Sith Eternal Datacron to level nine and I wanted to re-roll it because I didn't like the ability. I had zero re-roll mats because I did not get a single one from Conquest. What? So I couldn't, I can't even re-roll it because not a single one has dropped for me. So it, would you say it is a very uh, tight economy where it's hard to get re-rolls? I yeah oh and then the re-rolls um I don't know if you've noticed this if you've done a lot of re-rolling I have not it, it affects um all the other levels so they're not separated so if you re-roll once the cost is whatever you get two re-rolls at that cost even if you don't take it um you won't get the material back but it stays the same price and then it increases but if you do a re-roll at level three and then a reroll at level six, and then you get to level nine and you do a reroll, your level nine reroll is already more expensive because you've already oh. done two before you've even gotten there. So all of the rerolls for that mm -hmm. one datacron, they're shared. 
Gotcha. So it's different materials, but the but the increase bracket, the cost bracket. Yeah, the cost bracket goes up. Oh. So even though you're using different materials, the cost bracket will go up. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So ideally, when you're building them, you only want to do. Nine. Yeah. If you have to re-roll before that, then okay. But you only want to re-roll once. Because then yeah. it's, just, it's just too expensive for, to re-roll. And if they keep changing the economy, which it sounds like they're going to keep doing, um, because it sounds like they're still trying to sort it out. Right we're not going to have kind of like a finalized idea of how um, like what our income will be or, or what's the best way to kind of do it going forward because it's, it's different every set. Right. So yay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I've vented on what I dislike. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you feel differently? What's keeping you excited about the game? How do you feel differently than I do? Um, I mean, I think part of it is like, I just, I do have more um, free so time. Doesn't feel like a chore as much. It doesn't feel like a chore as much. Getting in at the end of the day, yeah. And then like for me, for Conquest, like it, it is repetitive, but I really enjoy figuring out the puzzle like for right now like my challenge in it on Zerus alt account that i play he doesn't have kylo or ray and i'm figuring out how to get red crate without either of those collective nice. questions nice. and it's a nice like little puzzle to figure out in a challenge sure but then it's done and you figured it out <laughs> so the the biggest thing honestly i think we have a really good guild um and then like the, the community is actually probably like the one thing that really keeps it going. It's probably one of the most fun parts of it. Um, right, right. And I'm, I'm holding out for another territory battle. Yes. Holding now would be hope. the time. Now, now would be the time. time. So we'll see more content. I don't know if that's good or bad, but. <laughs> if they could just make it not take up so much time yeah they it just needs more they need more time management somehow in game the when they switched conquest mm-hmm. whatever statistics or feedback they got where they decided everyone would enjoy it if we double the amount of battles you have to do right that really was a big drain for me because mm-hmm. sure it's fun to figure out how to get through efficiently but when you know those 14 battles type feats mm-hmm. when there's 25 battles to a sector or whatever it is mm-hmm. and so you could be really efficient in getting those 14 battles but still just have to use other teams that don't help towards the feet just exactly. There are so many in that one sector. Right. Or yeah. or the team just isn't strong enough to get through the sector. Right. Every node anyway. Right. So you you have to go back and and farm it as is. Um I think it would be like it would be really you could make it require the same amount of battles that they have right now and just make it more interesting by adding 
more feats that require a smaller number. So like instead of winning 40 battles with resistance and 40 with first order, win 20 with resistance and 20 with first order, and then add something else in there that makes up the difference and is a different puzzle piece. Um, or you take those points and disperse them into the sectors and give each sector more feats itself. And like, instead of winning 14 battles, win seven with this team, seven mm -hmm. with no attackers and seven with all attackers. That way you're still making people double, double dip to do the same amount of battles, but it's different. Does that make sense? Yes. So theoretically you could complete it in fewer battles mm -hmm. because you can double dip, triple dip, but there are just as many, if you weren't double dipping battles needed. Yeah. Like you're not making, like right now, the biggest thing for me is like that non-separatist droid. Yes, uh, feet. It's a hard one. I noticed I that one. Yeah. You can't do that one. Most people can't do that can't one win. going through you the sector. You can't get more than one star. No, exactly. And if you're trying to get all three stars, which people do, if they're being very tight on how many stars uh -huh. they can drop, uh -huh. um, you have, like, I have to do that battle on the mini boss, which means I'm doing 14 battles that get me nothing other than 10 points. In addition to the other 20. Correct. Yeah. So it's... Uh, yeah, I think if they dispersed it a little bit more like that, it could be more fun for people because it's not as repetitive. It's still repetitive, but it's not as repetitive. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I thought it was fun at first, mm -hmm. but now it just seems like way too many battles. Mm -hmm. And... <coughs> Excuse me. Yep. So that's, uh, that's why... And so that's a big reason why... Plus, just real life, it's hard for me to fit the podcast in. Yeah. I keep bailing on Sarah too many times. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> real life's busy. Like, that's the other thing, right? Like, you're spending so much time in game, and then you're doing, like, if you do the podcast or a video or whatever, and then you also have to have time for your own life, like for work and your family, right? You can't just, you know, do all of the game right so that being said what's the future of the podcast sarah um so we're gonna keep going i do have it already worked out uh so it's still going to continue um i have I have somebody lined up to co-host with me so it won't just be me talking to myself <laughs> um, I'm not going to announce who I'm going to make people wait and make them listen to find out who it is Very but cool. I think everyone will be I think everyone will be pleasantly surprised or pleasantly pleased as well good so good. yeah it should Look be it. it should be good okay should we go over these two yeah characters? yeah do you want to just skim we can skim through yeah we can skim through um, do you want to do Ben first since he's been out sure. for do you want to read one? And that's, I'll read who, that's who we're working towards. Yeah, that sounds good. Who do you want to read? Um, you can pick. I'm happy to read either or. Uh, I'll do Skiff Guard. All right. 
skip card what a dumb name uh <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh okay so ben obviously is the conquest he's the lifter unit for ray um tons of people working towards him i will say can i just plug this really quick uh-huh. um because a lot of people are like oh i don't have ray so i don't need to get ben Get him anyway, because the last thing that you want to do, one, is find out that you need him for something down the road and you don't have him, like Razor Crest or, you know, like that kind of stuff when that right, happened. Right, right. Um, but two, you don't want to have to worry about spending your crystals and proving grounds for refreshes down the road and taking forever to farm the character. So at least if you have him, he can sit on your roster. You can leave him at level one, gear one. I don't care but at least it's there and you don't have to stress about it later. So that's just my own little bit of tidbit advice. And you can get him without buying the conquest pass and you don't have to rush for red crate. If you don't want him right away, if you get gold crate, this conquest, and then the next five. So the six conquest runs that he's in the reward box, you'll get him unlocked. So you don't need to go crazy and gold crate is considerably more achievable and like easier to get to than red crate. So that's my, my little tidbit on that anyway. Okay. Okay. Okay, So Ben solo is unaligned force user, which I thought was, I guess it kind of makes sense. It's just funny, but whatever. Anyway, that's it. Unaligned force user and an attacker, but that's it. Um, so his basic, he's going to, what is it even called? The shadow within. He just deals special damage to the target enemy. He inflicts defense down for one turn. If the target enemy is a tank, he, this attack will deal 100% more damage. If the target enemy is an attacker or support, he inflicts offense down and potency down for one turn. And if the target enemy was a healer, he inflicts speed down for a turn. So it's all based off who he's hitting for what happens. Which very is versatile. Very, very versatile. Um, and like just also just super straightforward. Yeah. So. Good one. For basic. Uh, yeah, basic. Okay, so his first special obscured is an Omicron. Cooldown of four. Um, and it's Grand Arena Omicron. So he deals special damage, removes 100% turn meter. And if there is any version of Ray in the allied leader slot, so Ray, Scav Ray, or JTR, um, he blinds the target enemy for two turns and then he gains offense up for two turns. Um, and then the Omicron ability is if he it's in grand arena and it's if all allies were light side at the start uh when he uses this ability his cooldowns are reduced by one if galactic legend ray is in the allied leader slot this attack instead deals true damage and inflicts healing immunity for four turns which can't be copied dispelled evaded or resisted so dang that's a good omicron especially because like that he's her lifter unit, right? So, yeah. Like, and if you're doing uh, Galactic Legend versus Galactic Legend, mm-hmm. four turns of not being able to heal. Yeah, and true damage. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Plus, you're also you would also hang on. 
I guess, I guess you don't also inflict blind because it says instead you deal true damage and inflict healing immunity. I don't know. I would assume it would be healing immunity instead of blind. It would be great if it was both blind and healing immunity, even better. Yeah, it might just mean that the damage changes from special damage to true damage. Right. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. see it in the action. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then his second special is a Zeta family legacy. So he deals special damage to the target enemy and will inflict armor shred until the end of the encounter. If everyone was a light side ally at the start, um, he dispels all buffs from all enemies, deals true damage again to all enemies. All allies gain 5% turn meter, so a max of 25% for each enemy that's damaged by this ability. If he defeats an enemy with this ability, he gains 10% offense stacking to a max of 50%, and all other light side allies gain 5% offense stacking to a max of 25% until the end of the battle. And you can't evade this attack. So foresight won't matter. Right. So can't evade. Mm-hmm. Whole team gets 25% turn meter if mm-hmm. he hits all five people. AoE dispel. Yep. And AoE damage. And you gain offense. Or yes, that's only if you defeat the Yeah, if you defeat, defeat somebody. That's probably the Zeta part if you defeat the enemy. Gotcha. Um, and you also do another piece of damage to whoever you're targeting. Yeah, because you do the special damage to the target enemy, and then you do the AOE if everyone's light side, which, I mean, if you're putting him with Wraith, probably all light side. Yeah. Okay. Um, So his unique is called Redeemed. It has a Zeta and an Omicron. Um, So at the start of battle, if everyone was light side, ally-wise, and there is any version of Ray in the leader slot, he will gain 15% max health and 10 speed for each light side ally, excluding summons. Um, ben Solo ignores taunt effects during his turn. And then the Omicron is that he will, in Grand Arena, his attacks will ignore protection. So that's kind of a big one too. <laughs> Like, can you imagine doing true damage because because you have all light side enemies so or all light side allies, sorry. So you do true damage right off the bat with that second special and that true damage hits under protection. Yep. Wild. Wild. Very wild. (laughs) Um. Okay, and then his second unique is Force Dyad, which is a Zeta and an Omicron as well. If everyone was light side at the start and there's any version of Ray in the leader slot, everyone, all the allies gain instant defeat immunity for one turn at the start of each encounter, which can't be copied, dispelled, or prevented. While he is active, Ray can't be defeated, and Ben Solo can't be defeated while Ray is above 50% health. And then in Grand Arena for his Omicron, if it is Galactic Legend Ray in the leader slot, if the enemy in the leader slot begins their turn with Ben Solo defeated, so if Ben has died somehow and then the enemy takes their turn, 
and they're still an active ally. Um, ben will revive with 51% health and all allies gain instant defeat immunity for the rest of the encounter, which can't be copied, dispelled, or prevented. So, so basically, <laughs> if you are waiting with Kat to use her instant kill until all of them have nothing, have yeah. nothing and then you instant kill Ben, he's just going to come back anyway. And there's no limit to his revives. Right. So anytime the enemy leader... That's a good one of their point. Characters, especially if it's Galactic Legend versus Galactic Legend, mm-hmm. the last one standing on the enemy team is going to be their Galactic Legend leader. Right. And they're going to be going twice as fast as all the other characters just because of their built-in high speeds. Yep. So they're going to take the turn and then Ben's going to revive. Yep. And once Ben's revived, Ray can't be defeated anymore. Right. So you have to kill Ben again. (laughs) (laughs) So you literally have to kill Ben and then kill Ray before your leader takes a turn. You know what? If... Okay, so let's say you got let's say say you're doing Galactic Legend versus Galactic Legend. Okay. And you've got Ray and Ben versus them, and you've got them down to just their Galactic Legend left. Every single turn that the enemy Galactic Legend leader takes. Okay, yeah. Will be reviving Ben. Because there is no damage to be dealt <gasps> by the enemy. To your team, except right. that leader is now taking a turn. And when they take a turn, Ray can't be killed because Ben is still alive. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> that could be the ultimate stall. Oh my gosh. There would be no way impossible for them to kill Ben. And like you would kill Ray without taking another turn, which would then bring Ben back. You would. Because, like, I don't even... Would an AOA... An AOA... An AOE kill Ben and Ray at the same time? I don't know. I'm like... Because I... I my would work. My main thought is... If you're going against, like, Kenobi. Because he's... They're talking about instant kill. So you're thinking Kat. Um, Kenobi doesn't have an AOE. Nope. Jedi Master Luke does. That whole team really doesn't. Yeah. Unless you're putting gas on there, but right, but a lot of people aren't doing that. Uh, oh, I didn't even think of that. If you get it down to just Ray and Ben, and you only have your leader left, there's no way, unless like you have to have an AOE. Now, is there could you prevent his revive? Does it say anything? Um, it doesn't say. So if you killed him with Supreme Leader Kylo, he shouldn't come back. He shouldn't. It doesn't say. Um, or like if you did like a an annihilate. Right. Anyone that they makes it so they can't be revived. Um that's what you would have to have. Yeah. Ooh. Might be a good defense team. Yeah. I'm excited for them. 
That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So that's uh, that's Ben. That's cool. And I, I like this version of Ben. Yeah. It was one of the highlights of Rise of Skywalker for me. Yeah. It was. He he needed a he needed a bigger arc than what he had. So yeah, um, I like this version. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So that is his kit, and then we will unlock him in two and a half months. <laughs> give or take <laughs> good good now we've got Gamorian guard Lando Gamorian guard Lando the non-Gamorian guard Lando oh, I he guess is... yeah we're on his kit <laughs> he is a light side attacker hut cartel scoundrel smuggler mm-hmm. undercover working for the hut cartel he, in his kit, basic double dealer, deal physical damage to target enemy, and skip guard Lando gains a stack of deep cover for the rest of battle, which can't be copied. Max of five. Deep cover gives him 10% defense penetration and 10% potency. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Not too dangerous of a buff. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, little mediocre, but okay. We'll take it. Yeah. Special one, Cutter Vibro Axe. Cooldown of three. Deal physical damage to target enemy. This attack gains 10% defense penetration and 20% offense per stack of deep cover on Skiffguard. If Skiffguard... Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's a new that's a new use for it. Mm-hmm. If Skiffguard has five stacks of deep cover, inflict target enemy with two stacks of damage over time for two turns, and armor shred until the end of battle. And there's a fifty percent chance to have the cooldown of this move refreshed. So, okay, I have a question. Sure, because <laughs> deep cover. Gives him 10% defense penetration and potency for each stack. So is this move specifically in addition? So if you had five stacks, would you theoretically have 100% defense? You would. Okay. Like that's how I'm reading it. You would. And they probably worked that out so that when you use this special Your amount of defense penetration is equal to the amount of offense boost you get. Yeah, yeah, because you get the twenty-five or the twenty percent offense boost. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty good special. Yeah. You can theoretically use it back to back because of the cooldown chance. Right. So that should be powerful, and. Armor shred multiple times. Mm-hmm. That's pretty and, cool. And dots. Yeah. Once you, once you build up to five stacks of right. deep cover. Right. Okay. But right now, his basics the only way to get them. <laughs> Special. Have you gone over this kit before? No. Okay. Good. First time for me too. Special two, covert coordination, cooldown of three. Mm-hmm. Dispel all debuffs on target other ally. Grant stacks of deep cover 
to target other ally equal to the number of of stacks on Skiffguard Lando for two turns. Okay. If target other ally is Hut Cartel, they gain retribution and speed up for two turns. Target other ally is Dark Side, they gain defense up and health up for two turns. If target other ally is Light Side, they gain potency up and stealth for two turns. Man. Call target other ally to assist, then grant them a bonus turn. What? Okay. So you have the Hut Cartel clarifier. And we know that there's going to be, like, because of Lando, you have Hut Cartel on light side characters. Uh-huh. So if we get another Hut Cartel character who's light side, um, you could target them. Oh, you're right. They gain retribution, speed up, um, potency up, and stealth. But if he targets a, tar- a Hut Cartel that's dark side, they would get retribution, speed up, defense up, health up. So, like, yeah. theoretically, theoretically, if you have a full hut, hut Cartel team, this move would hand out four buffs to whoever you target. Wait. Uh, right? So you can only target one ally, I think. Right, but if you have all Hut Cartel allies, uh-huh. would they not get the buffs because you're targeting Hut Cartel and they're also light side or dark side? Only the person you're targeting gets the buff. Right. Oh, so you're saying between Lando and the other person? No, like if... I'm trying to think of um, who has the Hut Cartel tag. Boba? Boba? Or Chrysanthemum. Or like So if you targeted Cad Bane, because he's Dark Side and Hut Cartel, would he not get Retribution, Speed Up, Defense Up, health up yes you're right yeah right i just wasn't thinking about it yes like if you had a full that's a four buff yeah you're right right yeah. like if you have a full hut cartel team you're handing out four buffs to whoever you decide four buffs plus the stacks of deep cover right which can be a bonus 50 percent defense penetration and 50 percent potency and then they assist and gain a bonus turn. So you can target somebody who's at right. 0% turn meter. Oh, yeah. And boom, they get to take another turn. So it's like not someone a swap. Had... It's just a it's just a bonus turn. Yeah. Uh ooh, okay. Yeah, I like that. Very interesting. Mhm. Mhm. I like that. Yeah, that's a really good move. Yeah. And I like that it's not a swap. It's just a bonus turn. Yes. So even if they had days or something, mm-hmm. they still get to take a turn. But if they did have days, he dispels the buffs, debuffs anyways. Right. Very nice. Man. That's a good one. Man. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. Then he has... One unique. Oh my god, it's a novel. It is. (laughs) One unique that looks like gives him a granted ability. Okay. Omicron, final text. Skiffguard Lando has plus 15% defense penetration. 
So not even because of any deep cover or anything. He just has it. Allies with any stacks of deep cover have plus 15% defense penetration and plus 30% potency. So that means just from his first stack of getting deep cover, mm-hmm. he's instantly at 30% defense penetration plus the 10 that that buff gives him. Plus right. The, yeah, so just one, just one stack of it and he'll have 40% defense penetration and potency boost. Wow, okay. Okay. At the start of his turn, he gains a stack of deep cover. So without doing his basic, he's also Mm -hmm. gaining it just by taking turns. Okay. If all allies were Hut Cartel at the start of battle, Skiff Guard Lando gains five stacks of deep cover. (laughs) What? And while uh, he has five stacks of deep cover, he gains the granted ability Hut's Favor. Oh, oh okay, okay. Okay. So if you have a full with, hut, if you have a full hut cartel team, he starts the match. Yeah. Yeah. And he does not lose them unless you use this Hut's Favor move. Okay. Okay. So all the buffs that all the benefits that we spread in the rest of his kit mm-hmm. from this deep cover, you can just keep doing those and never worry about him losing it. Mm-hmm. But if you want to use Hut's favor, which is deal physical damage to target enemy and consume all stacks of deep cover on Skiff Guard Lando. This attack deals 3% of the target enemy's max health per debuff on them. Okay. Skiff Guard Lando gains a stack of Trusted Agent, max of five for the rest of battle, which can't be copied, dispelled, or prevented. Trusted Agent is plus 30% defense penetration and offense. And at one or more stacks, attack again when performing a basic attack. Oh, so you could do this and then you get your defense penetration anyway, and then you start building your deep cover back again. Yes. And this way you gain offense as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're trading, you're getting deeper undercover to become more trusted of an agent right which lets you become more deadly yeah yeah okay that's how i'm understanding it yeah that's cool that's cool okay the omicron part while in territory wars Allies with deep cover gain an additional 10% defense penetration, 20% potency, and 20 speed. When Skiffguard Lando gains a stack of deep cover, he grants one stack of deep cover to a random ally who doesn't have it, which can't be copied, excluding Galactic Legends. So Jabba's not going to get any. Yeah. Hmm. So it can start getting 
their own little stacks of deep cover. I mean, and then I guess once everyone has it, he doesn't give it to anybody. Because it doesn't say if he just gives it to a random person or not. It just says if they don't have it. Um, Which kind of sucks. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this feels this this unique feels like it's incomplete. Right? I think someone's got to come that also interacts with this. Yeah. We're for sure. Well, I mean, they did say we're getting another marquee. Yeah. So we will have one more marquee for Java. But not bad. Not bad. No, it's not bad. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, I I am like it's very obvious that you want him to work with Jabba. Like you want him on the on the team, which means you're gonna have a mix. It's gonna be another mixed faction, mixed alignment. Sorry, that's a better word. Right. Like Star Killers is mixed and bounty hunters are mixed. You're gonna have another one of those. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. So that's cool. Yeah. So those are the two, the two kits. That's cool. Um, and then Next they did set of job requirements. Yeah, they they dropped them today. Which this is really weird to me. I went back and I I. I deep dove into the forums because I was determined to make sure I was remembering correctly. Every galactic legend up until now Mm -hmm. has been set one requirements released two weeks later, set two requirements released two weeks later, set three requirements released, which is usually when the final marquee starts. And then one week later, the event starts in game and it's available. And this is the first time where it has been longer than two weeks in between Mm. set requirements. Um, So I just thought that was interesting. (laughs) It is. So we might be in store for waiting longer Mm -hmm. the rest of the time until the release. Right. Yeah. I mean, Kersantan, just with this update got moved to shipments right so he's not even farmable the very first hut cartel character Mm -hmm. is not even close to farmable yet Mm -hmm. which i mean i i guess that also highlights because a lot of people were thinking maybe they would rush the marquees similar to how they did with like the star killer requirements they they Uh put them out really quickly right um and i guess that's not going to be the case here right so Anyway, first, first set of requirements that came out needed mm-hmm. Kersantan, Han Solo, Relic mm-hmm. 8, Gamorrean Guard, Outrider, Ship, 7 Star, Greedo, new set. You need the new Skiff Guard Lando, Relic 5, Jedi Knight Luke, Relic 7, Jawa. So just the basic Jawa. Yeah. Not any of the other ones. Just the one. Yeah. The most fun 
uh, Tuscan at Relic 4. So get ready for that investment. <laughs> and C3PO Relic 7. Mm-hmm. I am pleasantly surprised that Jedi Knight Luke is Relic 7 here. Instead of what? I just thought like he would be Relic 8. Like just take him up another Relic level. Well, I think they know people already have him built up pretty well. Yeah, so I'm just surprised that they weren't like, yeah. Like that's that's a freebie for a lot of people. True. Maybe in the um, next set we'll have a new character at Relicate. The next set's definitely going to have the third marquee. And I am fully expecting a Relic 9 in the third set. I am I am expecting it. Only because you have Relic 9 for profundity needed on Radis. So it's already out there as like a, oh, yeah. as a precedent, right? Good um, point. Good point. So I'm, f- I'm fully expecting a Relic 9 character. Good point. I will be shocked if there isn't one. Good point. <laughs> and that brings us to our I Love You I Know segment. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why we are still playing this game after all this time. I had a hard time finding a reason last time. (laughs) And I might not be playing it much longer. But I do enjoy my guild, the community. That's really what's kept me playing as long as I have. It is, yeah. Or is the community. People talking to me on Discord, YouTube, the videos the theory crafting Mm -hmm. that has been the most fun part of the game yeah that's a big big thing what about you sarah um so we just had our territory battle our light side territory battle and uh which one is is great because now almost everyone in our guild has cam seven stars we're just missing one person's missing him and they need like 24 shards or something so it's totally fine so which means that we don't need to enforce streaming anymore because everyone yeah. will be done. But my actual, I love you. I know is I did do the streaming this time as usual. And um, I thought it would be a great note to kind of like officially retire the streaming from the guild. I'll still do it occasionally here and there for people. Yeah. Um, but I, I had a hundred percent success rate. What? I did not lose a single stream. That is a good. <laughs> that, so good. now I'm like, I peaked. It, it's done. Nice. <laughs> I, I will never have a better month. So it's, it's over. <laughs> Very nice. That's the, that's the, I love you. I know that's it. <laughs> Everything else. I'm like, okay, we're good. Uh, <laughs> you, oh, you, I, are, you are the cam battle expert. Uh, and I will say, I'm, I'm very happy that I've figured out on, on an account that doesn't have Kylo and Ray, how to get Red Crate. That is um, very cool. Which is daunting. And man, you think there's a lot of battles. <laughs> there are a lot of battles when you don't have the Galactic Legends that you want. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's it. There weren't any, I didn't see any questions. I feel like you uh answered a lot of why you're retiring from the pod yeah 
And based on the comments, I've enjoyed playing with you guys too. Missed you, Darth Fade H2O. Mm-hmm. One of my early guildmates and favorites. Yeah, Darth Fade's awesome. And rank and file. Mm-hmm. Whenever our last show was, I don't remember. Executor was at 87%. Yeah, let's go. Now he's at 93. Holy. He's taking almost the entire pie chart 93 percent holy this is disgusting and it's been what over a year it's been a year i think it's been almost a year almost a whole year without any good counter like finalizer recently last couple months emerged as a pretty good one if you put investment into the new tank that came out for it mm-hmm. but still they didn't even want that to happen and it's still not a great sure thing otherwise we would see more of that those in the uh pie chart here finalizers at two percent of the rank one squads that's insane like even even the ship that is, like, I don't want to say the counter to it, but like a sure. solid counter to it sure. is at 2%. Yep. And Malevolence might be the other good counter-ish. That one's at 3%. So mm-hmm. 5%. So it it oh. has been just over a year. Michael just said in chat, by like two days, it's been just over a year for Executor. And we're just now going to get a real counter. Hopefully. If it's anything like how the executor was, Mm -hmm. it'll wipe the floor with anything that came before. Basically be a galactic legend of ships. And it'll be another painful year. Yeah. Executor was painful. Until I bit the bullet and spent thousands of crystals trying to get him just to where I could win in a toss-up coin match Mm -hmm. equal to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And and even then, like, like, it's not, like, so I have my executor on defense right now in Grand Arena. Yeah. And I'm fairly confident my opponent does have his on on defense as well um but he he can't clear it so like oh. like he he's used the counters and he can't yeah. and i don't have a top tier executor like my, right. my pilots are max like crazy my mods are a disaster because i've been moving them around like crazy so like yeah it, it's not <laughs> it's not like you're going in and it's I like to think I have like a easier, I shouldn't say easier, but one of the lower tier of executors. Sure. Yeah. Um, and and like, that's just the, that's just the wall. Yep. Even if they don't have an executor, then mm-hmm. it's going to be very hard for them to get through it. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 So oops. Well, that 
Last but not least, let's head to Uncle Owen's Moisture Farm to talk about who and what we're currently farming in game. Mm-hmm. I am farming the Grand Inquisitor requirements. Oh. How's Besides that? that? And I, I'm a, I think everyone's five star now. Okay. It'll still be a few months. Yeah, it's, it's brutal for them. Yeah. So it'll still be a few months. You get to five stars and you're like, almost there. <laughs> you're like, okay, we're getting there. Oh, you get to man. six and you're like, okay, now in a week I'll have them. When in reality, it ain't a week. You've gotten the, the hundred shards left mark. Yeah. Oh, man. Maybe a week for, uh, is it Fifth Brother that's in Cantina? Yeah. <laughs> a week for him. Everyone else, yikes. No, you still got two to three months. Oh, man. Six star. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I do not envy that. Yeah. But that's what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sarah? Uh, I am slow farming Inquisitors. I might pause them just to, to work on gear because I'm gearing up the profundity requirements. Sure. So I'm farming Radis. I am triple refreshing him, um, which is awesome for crystals. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, his drop hasn't been too awful. Good, um, good. so hopefully it keeps working out and then I'm double refreshing outrider. So that should be, I think I'm around the 20, 20 out of 100 on outrider. So we're getting there. Nice. Nice. But it's all profundity, which is <laughs> great. So Do I feel like when that is hitting the game. No, no. So they, there is a data mine that um, Cassian and Biston will have packs available for their U-Wing ships to buy on August 29th, mm. which tells me that maybe the 29th or the 30th is when we're going to have the event. Mm. I feel like it makes sense to make it on the 30th because then you are not, um, you're like, spaced out far enough from the executor event so there's like two things for people to panic each month i guess they'd have to figure that out for february because we know they probably haven't thought about that if they are doing it on the 30th yeah there's no way they've thought about what happens in february yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so that's gonna be my guess is somewhere around there just because of those data mine packs i think that's really uh they're not too long for the start of the grind yeah we'll see it's been a while since they announced it so i'm a little surprised it's not here already but very cool yeah well thank you everyone that has watched the show with me on it all this time and all the support the server that's grown and (laughs) the great memories we've had and Oh no, we've lost Sergi, guys. All right, guys. Uh, <laughs> we have lost Sergi. So that ought to do it. And until next time, Chewy, we're home.